0: Duckstack, 3334. Somewhat assemblish. Handcrafted assembly line robots by the dozen. $10. Duckstack today served with complimentary peanuts. Today's art is by Eric Johansson. We have a person in bed full of light bulbs. I know how frightening it was to all of you to see the value of DuckStack fluctuate last month to just under the United States penny. During these unprecedented times, when we are surrounded by so much instability, we at the DuckStack understand that sacrifices must be made, but we want to assure you that the DuckStack will remain absolutely, single-mindedly, feverishly true to its mission, keeping a single DuckStack unit's value at one cent. To help allay some of these concerns, we'd like to explain some of the measures that are being implemented going forward for quality assurance at the very heart of our assembly line process. 1. Measuring Tape. Each Duck Stack Quality Engineer has a specialty duck stack tape measure, which they apply first to a penny, and then to a duck stack, then to the penny again. If the duck stack doesn't fit, we also have a compactor, which will compress defective duck stacks right down to size. The size of a penny. 2. Water displacement tests. Each duck stack will be dissolved in a beaker of water, which will be measured both before and after. The amount of water displaced after stirring will give us a good idea of the duck stack's volume. Every time we do this, we will dissolve a new penny and stir it into a second beaker and compare the levels exactly with measuring tape. 3. Balancing scale. We have found that the official duck stack seesaw can be repurposed as balancing scales. By pitting each duck stack against a penny and using something the boys are calling a quantum protractor, they're able to determine the exact angle difference from which all sorts of things can be calculated. None of us know quantum mathematics, though, so the results are all pretty unintelligible so far, but I'm pretty sure we'll be able to tell if it's equal to a penny at least. 4. Spot Check The duck stack mascot dog, Spot, who is a duck, will sniff each duck stack and each penny. And if he doesn't like either of them, he can eat them. Every duck stack delivered to you is one Spot didn't eat. Guaranteed. Five. Spot check. We'll look at a penny and say, eh, looks just about right. Section. Telescopes and their natural habitats. Stargazing. In Australia, there's an endangered animal called the telescope sought after for its vision-magnifying properties. Hunted nearly to extinction, many travelers and wealthy connoisseurs keep dead telescopes, to peer to the heavens, mocking God, and passing dangerously close to the sin of Babel, but not quite enough for God to smite us all, thankfully. Telescopes can usually be found in hilly grasslands, and sometimes if you wander around in tall grass for long enough you will attract them, as telescopes prey upon small animals such as mice and prairie dogs. A decade or two ago, you used to be able to find small flocks of telescopes dotting hillsides, exploring and chirping to one another. Despite their deadly venomous bite, telescopes are largely pacifists, and when threatened, are much more likely to bound in their odd trilugged gait away than to react in self-defense. When cornered, telescopes will cower and emit a characteristic bree sound. Illegal telescope ivory hunters are truly the heartless villains of our day, deserving little more than their bones being ground to salt the hills their prey once roamed. What you can do to help. The first step is to get the word out. Many people do not actually know where telescopes come from, or the first thing about these beautiful creatures. By telling your friends and family about them, you can make a real difference in contributing to the preservation of this remarkable species. You can also sometimes find docile telescopes at zoos and other such locations. So by supporting such places, you can contribute to their survival. Get out there and make a difference in your community and then the world. Tell people about telescopes. Share. Section. History. Guns and drums and planting plums. Mama, the fruit snacks are up high. I don't like them up high. Yeah, no kidding, kid. Mama loves to give me fruit snacks. This boy is becoming a master of persuasion and trickery. He's developing a sense of humor, laughing all the time when watching movies or just making jokes. But a lot of these jokes have been him pointing at Mama and saying things like, Poopy Mama has a bomb. Giggle, 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 giggle. We have no idea where this is coming from. Is this the Y chromosome? The little one's deepest fear at the moment seems to be his little brother touching him. This even came out in his sleep talking the other day, when he started screaming and then groaned out, "'Baby brother is coming closer to me!' It's also escalating. He came up to Mama this week with a squirt gun and told her his little brother was coming here and we need to boom him. And, Mama, help me boom him. Which Mama thought was a little drastic, but you try explaining to a toddler why you can't in good conscience boom his brother. You'll break his heart." But yeah, I'm thinking it's about time we had that if your brother crawls up to you and puts his hand on your knee, you probably aren't going to die. Talk with him. Of course, he's been booming everyone these days. He has a little bubble gun, and he's been running around, bubbling everywhere, laughing maniacally, pointing the gun at me in an extremely threatening and devious way. But his pants having fallen off and being caught around his ankles took away from the effect a little bit, though. It's not all guns and bubbles in our house this week, though. I was changing the littlest one's diaper, and I heard a voice underneath the crib say, Activate creature powers! I still don't know what this did. Tonight, I've been trying to placate the little duck into sleeping, but he wants his toy cars. so I agreed to get him one. And then one more, and then one more. Papa, I want one more car, after I've filled his lap with more cars than he can possibly play with. I guess it's fair. He has to sleep with all these cars, since we stopped letting him sleep with his bicycle. At a museum, there is a giant, like, car-sized elevator covered head to foot in as much as elevators have such things in vinyl wallpaper of quaking aspens and greenery. Combined with the size of the elevator, it provided quite the effect. We went on some other elevators this week also, which were also decorated. For example, one elevator was aquatic-themed, with sea creatures all over it, such as fish, turtles, dolphins, and deer. The end of the Duck Stack. Thanks for listening.